AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Please welcome Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy, Hi. welcome to The Daily Show. I feel so short. My feet aren't touching. Oh, that's, that's fine. As long as, like, you can, you can swing them. I can you swing can, them around. Yeah, yeah. It's a, as long as you enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I can good. lower the desk as well if you'd like. This is, this is good. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> I can't actually do it. I'm glad you asked me to do it. Um, welcome to the show, and congratulations on writing a book that I think for many people is seen as not just something funny, not just a story that's interesting, but in many ways, a cathartic exploration of how we see the relationships that we have with many of our parents, our caregivers, whoever it was in our world. Because you wrote a book entitled, I'm Glad My Mom Died. Yeah. And it is a massive hit. So two questions. One, did you hate your mom? And two, does everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I definitely don't hate my mom. Uh, I... I think she was a really complicated and nuanced person, and I try to kind of articulate her to the best of my ability in all of her many shades and colors. To me, her humor is really, uh, she could say things that were so wild and at times abusive, but she just had a certain cadence and a rhythm that was so humorous, so I tried to capture that, um, but I certainly didn't hate her, and I think, I think that's why it was so important for me to write this book, because mm-hmm. getting to the place where I was finally glad and relieved that she was dead, you know, it took me so long to be able to accept that um, reality. And I also think that's something that people... You, you, I didn't hear anybody talking about. I didn't hear anybody saying, you know, that the sort of honest reality of what their experience with their, with their parent was if they had a similar one. It feels like a thing that you can't say because society doesn't accept it. It's just you have to keep moms on a pedestal and mm-hmm. we all have to have mm-hmm. the same experience. And that just wasn't mine, so it felt even more important to express it in the book. You, you go through your entire journey. Many people you know, in America and some parts of the world will remember you from iCarly. You, you were this massive child star, and on the camera, you were all smiles. You made people laugh. Everybody enjoyed what you were doing. As soon as you read through the book, you realize you, you were suffering, you were experiencing trauma. It was really abusive in, in how you were doing what you were doing. It, it feels like, in many ways, you were living your mom's dream, and she was making you do this. Yeah. I would love to know 
how you did it. Like, did you have a switch? Did you have a, did you compartmentalize? Because you, you, you talk about it in the book, but you could, you could never tell. You could never tell on screen what you were going through. No, no, so my mom always wanted to be an actress. Her dream was to be famous. Uh, and she would recount sort of these tales of how her parents wouldn't let her. She would camp out in front of Donny Osmond's house bring him like posters. Um, Chris Knight, who played Peter Brady in The Brady Bunch, she swore like, oh, they had a relationship. I think that was not true. Um, Chris Knight, if you're watching, please let me know if my mom actually had a relationship with you. Um, but so she, she was always fascinated with kind of Hollywood and the aura and the romance as she saw it. And so she put me in acting when I was six to kind of give, I think, in my eyes, it was to live vicariously through me and to fulfill mm -hmm. her dream and what she had always wanted. But it seems like she subjected you to a nightmare. Because, yeah. Because it, you were in a world where it's supposed to be fun. You know, you, you're making kids television. And, yeah. And yet it, it seems pretty horrible. I also wonder if this is the relationship of many child stars or do you know, was, was this isolated or do you think this is a lot more normal than we'd like to admit? I think it's way more common than anyone would care to admit. I know just from my experience, of going into auditions countless times. I'd have like 103 feet for my mom would be having me chug Gatorade. I'd be walking into like pretend to be a homeless child, which is just already so kind of messed up as it is. Then there's these, this, you know, dozens of other girls lined up to also try and be this homeless child. And the moms are like eyeing each other and like, oh, I hope my daughter's better at being homeless than yours. And it's like, <laughs> this is so, what is this world? It's so weird. Uh, but I, I am able to now kind of look back and see the, the humor in it. And I think it is a very absurd reality, but I do think there's a lot of inherent um, ironic humor there. I think what, what you've done in the book is precisely that. You've looked back and you've seen the humor. You, you use the humor because this book without the humor is a devastating tale of a young child who a is put into grab. a world. It, it really seems- It would be so awful. Oh my God. I don't know if it would be awful. I think it just would be, it would be a lot harder for people to read. I, I think it would be, it would be painful because it is still the real thing. Mm. You know, I, I wouldn't even think of it as a pity grab, but, but the humor is, is, is a coping mechanism. It's a tool you processing your life through. There's a point in the book where I, I find myself reading the stories of your mom, yeah. understanding the complicated world that she existed in, yes. but then wondering, you know, like how you see her, like, like, did you forgive her? Were you able to let it all go? Do you still, do you still hold some of those feelings? Like, wh what has your journey been? Oh my God, what a big, good question. That's such a deep, like, this is what I spent 10 years in therapy to be able to now say on The Daily Show. <laughs> That's so cool. That's really awesome. Um, well, I'm glad you initially, you know, you're speaking of kind of the humor and I do think it's a great coping mechanism and, and I don't, I try not to use it as a, as a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. I used it that way for a long time initially when I was first kind of trying to grapple with everything and I think that led to really unfunny choices and my, my sense of humor is just sort of overcompensatory and kind of flailing and obnoxious, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, but I think finding humor in those really intense moments and that those tragedies can bring levity where it's necessary. I hope I've done that. Um, with my mom, uh, I, I, I haven't gotten to a place of forgiveness and I was trying to get to a place of forgiveness for so long in therapy. I would uh, sort of plead almost with my therapist of like, why am I not able to get to this place? What is, what's wrong with me that I'm not able to forgive my mom for this abuse? Huh. Why am I so terrible that I can't get to, get to that place? And she eventually said, you know, Jeanette, what if you just kind of dropped uh, forgiveness and didn't make that your goal? Because that's you still trying to do your mom's work. I couldn't, yeah, wow. right? I mean, it, that's exactly my reaction. I, mm, to Aaron, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it's, it's a journey that I think far too many people have been on. I think a lot of the success of the book has been that. Obviously, it's well-written. Obviously, it's, it's, it's fantastically told, but it is a very complicated topic. How do you address 
the lack of love or the lack of parenting that you were supposed to get from that figure? Because as you say, mom is supposed to be this, this, you know, this god, this icon of everything. Yep. Dad in some ways as well, but not the same. And yet you're in a world where you're going, <laughs> oh no, it's true. You know, people be like, oh, dad, well, my dad was okay. But mom yeah. is, is untouchable. Or even with dads, you can be like, oh, my dad never showed up. And people are like, oh, my neither, uh-huh. Right. And then it's totally right. normal. But I feel like with moms, it is very, very much um, this, there's this pedestal that they're mm-hmm. on. When you, when you broach this topic, when you started thinking about it, were you worried that people would turn on you? Um, I felt even if they did, it was a message worth sharing. I really, I really mean that. Wow, I love that. Thanks. I really do. That's Because that's a brave stance to take, because a lot of people will be like, how dare you talk about your mom like yes, that? Yes, yeah. It's actually... It's, 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 it's so crazy how, I mean, everything gets memefied and, you know, <laughs> yeah. th- there, was a, there was a post I saw online where someone was trying to chastise everybody for talking about the queen, you know, in, like, just going like, we're dead, we're glad this monarchy is ending in some way. Yeah. And someone was like, replace, you think it's funny, try and replace the queen with your mom and see how funny it is. And someone put a picture of your book up and then it was like, I'm glad the queen died. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like, no, but it feels like that is, it feels like that's what the book is dealing with, is you dealing with the idea of a mom and how that, how that competes or conflicts with your actual mom. Yes, oh my God, yeah. That should be on the back flap. <laughs> I, I can write it. I um, wish you would. You shared your story with us. You, you've gone through a world. Now you are back in the world of entertainment in a very different way. You're behind the camera. You're directing. You're writing. You've got a podcast. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's a world that was so toxic to you, and now you've come back in a different way. Do you ever worry that it may suck you back in, and how do you prevent yourself from going back into that space of feeling like you're defined by the everythingness that you hated once? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so... Can I just say, I respect you so much. I, this is so cool. I'm so happy to be here, truly. Like, this is amazing. Thank you very much. Um, I, I have been scared of that. There have been a few times when I've done some, uh, some press that shall not be named where it's so bizarre because I'm like hearing the pre-roll of, you know, the, they show like the clip of, of me from the past or whatever, and, and it's so dramatic. It's like, McCurdy vanished from the spotlight after her traumatic childhood with the trauma and the devastation. It's like, geez, can we calm down? And then I'm like walked out to this, you know, to this like cold domineering kind of set, and then there's the journalist and there's three inches of makeup on the guy's face, and it's just like, you know, it, it does feel kind of, um, it feels, easy to lose sight of reality in these environments. Huh. And so I really try to keep myself grounded and stay on top of you know, therapy and, and being in touch with things that really are, are good touchstones and grounding tools for me, because I do not want to um, get lost in it. But also I will say I trust that I won't. I, I don't think I had the tools before to not get lost mm-hmm. in it and to not feel sort of caught up in the whirlwind of, of showbiz. Right. Um, but now I feel like, you know what? There are some elements that are really cool about it, uh, like this, and then there are some that aren't, and, and that's fine. I can use my own discernment and, uh, and just be grateful for the good experiences. Well, we're grateful for you. Thank you for having the book. Thank you. Really wonderful having Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm glad my mom died. It's available now wherever you buy your books. Jeanette McCurdy, everybody. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.